Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. 3. Regular Canadians giving their opinion on world and Canadian news. Damn son of a bitch. People making the decisions are either cowards or they're complicit as globalists. And I, I can't believe that stupidity is the sole reason like these like you know someone like Joe or Freeland or all his other collection of idiots are are that stupid that they would um, assume that Canada will thrive in a globalist environment yeah well we'd be or would become a third world country yeah if well, not pretty much already are, we pretty much are now yeah so um it's just uh, we haven't got the bill yet. Uh, I was watching a, an interview with Peter Schiff today who predicted the 2008 housing crisis, yes. uh, which pretty, pretty much cost him his media career on the major networks. Um, he's predicting a collapse of the American dollar. Really? This you, year, you see yeah. it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he calls it the big inflation tax, the, the tax that's unseen, but being felt exactly. everywhere. Yeah, and we've done the yeah. same thing. Like, I mean, Canadian dollar is actually rising against the American dollar, but. Well, inflation in the States is running at four and a half percent per month right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and, and is that at the, uh, um, the government admitted statistics? That's coming out of, uh, what's that, uh, that uh, like Bloomberg, one of those organizations. Yeah. Um, there's another guy who does uh, shadowstats.com. Oh, I forget his name. But he keeps inflation statistics based, I think it's either before 1970 or 1980. Because what happened was um, the uh, government then decided to take things like food and energy out of the calculation. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's smart. <laughs> you know, the yeah. shit you use every day. Yeah. Yeah. So it really hides uh, the true true inflation. It's, that's pretty astounding if they're admitting four percent a month. Four and a half. Probably. Yeah, four and a half. It's more like probably ten percent a month. Yeah. And nothing. <laughs> it's like toilet paper rolls. Twelve oh, yeah. rolls equal twenty-four. They'll just they'll <laughs> just print uh, money on the toilet paper rolls because that's all it's going to be worth. Yeah. Exactly. We're we we are going to experience hyperinflation how much i don't know but nothing nothing destabilizes a society like hyperinflation yeah well and you take a look at it too you, you look at cryptocurrencies you went from sixty four thousand dollar bitcoin to thirty two thousand yeah. bitcoin dropped from 64 to 32 yes yeah it's down 30 percent wow i didn't know that that was interesting yeah was that well, after yeah. uh ellen musk there uh, said that he won't accept it anymore Yes, but it's also too. China came out and said that they're going to start regulating in their own country. But China, see, the problem with Bitcoin is there's a there's an absolute rule of fifty one that if you own fifty one percent of the cryptocurrency, you dictate the whole market. So, and China is up around forty two percent. Okay, ownership. So they have a huge major say because they just put people on computers and they just mine the stuff themselves. Yeah. With their coal-fired uh, power plants, there's, right. there's 
mining Bitcoin. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, do you remember Trudeau's speech where he said he admired China's basic dictatorship? Yep. Yep. Well, I saw it today, and it was an extended clip. Yeah. And I think it was even more astounding what he said afterwards where he was talking about yeah the why he admired because they can change their economy on the dime and then they can produce more green power and things like that so he was talking like as if china has suddenly found environmentalism yeah really. <laughs> We're like come on man like really it was that joe biden just kicked in there yeah come on yeah. man come on man <laughs> Well, we were just talking about Trudeau just before you came on that. Um, he has now criticized the Belarus uh, government for uh, imprisoning and uh, sanctioning one of their reporters over there. Yet Rebel News is getting fined and kicked off the site and doing journalism. And we have none of that here, yet he's going across the seas and trying to pick a fight over there. Yeah. And he's imprisoning... Uh what three or four pastors and there's there's in alberta so far have been imprisoned in, in uh on new on charges yeah or which are not even arrestable which is incredible and then uh several of the churches in uh in alberta have now gone underground yep to uh, avoid uh, the government yet mosques are open yeah well and yet uh pro-Palestinian uh, confrontations with Israelis death to Israel is allowed to uh, go on in yeah. uh, Montreal, Toronto and target certain communities. It's not a hate crime apparently at that point. Yeah, and that's you know, okay. There, yeah, I yeah. think there's a silver lining to this though because what it's showing is that a lot of leftists think uh, this multiculturalism is, a, is enlightening and, um, you know, just, you know, practice your culture and bring all your traditions and everything like that, including all your, your feuds with other cultures and, and, and countries. It's just waking people up to realize that people aren't leaving their shit at home when they come yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. the one thing I, I, I think is really good about these uh, Palestinian protests in Toronto and Montreal and et cetera is that, and no charges being laid, is that it's going to be working out great for anybody that was protesting against uh, the lockdowns and uh, all the people receiving fines because they can just say equal application of the law. Look at they did nothing here. And so I was obviously... Uh, targeted and uh, you know it's my constitution you know adding to uh, uh, more infringement of my constitutional rights especially when you allow that and you don't allow me to do my thing the 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 argument saying that they under section one of the charter saying that they can make tiny uh, uh, changes to the constitution in order uh, for um, emergent circumstances doesn't now apply because they allow these full demonstrations of the Palestinians with no, no interference. But uh, how, if they're, they're relying on that section one to make these little, to do all these charges because they, they're making subtle changes to the, the constitution, 
it, it doesn't hold water because of that, which is kind of nice. So it throws out every single ticket, every single arrest. And also uh, it now gives everyone that received a ticket or arrested or anything else avenue to, to go back and sue the government, sue the different police services at I don't, I don't know if I was one of those people, I'd be suing personally the police officers involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you bring a good point. I think it can serve to be a, a positive ray of hope for these people because like I said, equal application under the law. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, did I tell you about my sister coming back from, uh, from, yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about that. Did we talk about that in the last podcast? I don't think no. I don't think so. Anyway, she received that uh, a part one ticket in Ontario for thirty seven hundred and fifty dollars when she arrived in Canada for failing to go to the hotel and failing to do a, a, a piece was a PCR test. Yeah. 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 And so she got that ticket and I thought it was funny uh, It's the maximum fine under part one is only a thousand dollars. So you can write $3,750 on a ticket, but the most they can find her is a thousand dollars. And then uh, I, I kind of thought it was kind of funny. I, I found out later they have uh, an amendment that usually you need an endorsement on a federal act to be able to, to proceed by way of a provincial fence because otherwise the, the court loses jurisdiction for that ticket, right? So I found out later, I, I did see that they have made an amendment in the act to allow for them to give a, a ticket out. But still, they're giving a part one ticket. You can't, the maximum fine on a part one ticket is $1,000. So no matter, even if she's convicted, she can only be found, uh, fined $1,000, even though they put $3,750 on it. I thought that was kind of funny. That, It'd be uh, interesting to find out how many fines have been issued in. And paid? Yeah. Apparently, uh, 85% of the fines are slated for, for trial. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's that cost? Oh, what does that cost? Yeah. Malicious noncompliance. <laughs> yeah. So 85% and 15% of the people have either the charges have been withdrawn or, uh, or they've made a, a, a plea with the, the crown, which and the fine has been substantially reduced. Yeah. So, wow! Did see, did see they went after Chris Sky, eh? Yeah, they arrested him for uh, threatening death, apparently to uh, uh, Doug Ford and somebody else. Yeah, well, the article I read. You ever follow this Rob Carbone guy? No, his name's Rob Carbone. Yeah, and he's head of some so-called Republican Party. Oh yeah, in yeah. Canada, and. He try, he, <laughs> I don't know, uh, like looking at it, I don't know if he's um, just pulling a gag. This is satire or he's honest. But it sounds like Chris Sky got into some sort of argument with him. Okay. And according to this Carbone guy, Chris Sky threatened him. So I wonder if that's where the charges stem from. Precipitated from, yeah. Yeah, so uh, sounds. I wouldn't be surprised if I see this thing get thrown out because. Well, the first thing on threatening death, okay, if that charge alone, it's uh, if if he's going to fight it, okay, bring these people to court. 
Mm-hmm. Let's have Dougie on the stand. I want to first question I'm going to ask. Uh, want to know from Dougie, or not hear from Dougie, is that uh, he actually had a belief that that the person would carry out that threat. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I remember investigating threatening death complaints all the time, and and you'd take the statement and the person say, you know, I don't think they'd really do it. And as soon as they say that, it's like I might as well throw the or tear the paper up and walk away because. Now they've just defeated the whole the the whole uh, section of threatening death is not only that someone has threatened to kill, maim, or uh, cause bodily harm to somebody, but the second part of it is the person affected has to have a belief that the person would carry out those threats, and if they don't, then it, the threat doesn't doesn't count. So somebody hmm. on this podcast could say, "I want to kill Trudeau," and it's a different situation. If, if, if Trudeau gets on the stand and says, I believe he had, he had the capability and, and possibly could do it, then that would be a uh, fait accompli. You know, it'd be the, the whole um, act would be complete and that would be your threatening death. But if Trudeau says, I don't believe the guy would actually do it, then he'd say, oh, well, then there's no charge. Yeah, but hmm. is it the, the intent to carry it out or the actual also ability? Like it's just the, it's the, it's first your, your, your words or actions, right. Mm -hmm. Making the threat. And the second part is uh, the victim having a belief that you would carry out that threat. So if you don't get those two parts together, you can't, you can't have one or the other. That's both those parts have to be uh, for a prima facie case. The both parts have to be there. If they're not, you don't have a case. Now, Craig, do we have in, in Ontario or even Canada that uh, two-party consent, or is it one party? How do you mean? Can you consent to be threatened? No, uh, like consent to, so you're going to video record me, or you're going to audio record oh, me. Okay, um, yeah, that the, the rules on that, if, if you're a police officer or a person in authority, a uh, government uh, organization, uh, um, you need a warrant to, to intercept or to to record someone else's uh, uh, conversation, unless you let them know, right? You can say, hey, I, uh, just let you know you're being videotaped, just let you know you're being audio taped, et cetera. Um, as a civilian, the only person that has to uh, be aware of that occurring is the person doing the recording. One party consent. One person, well, yeah, one party of the, the two. but. I can't, for example, if you and, and Todd were having a conversation and now you recorded it, that would be uh, interception of uh, private communications. That would be a criminal offense. Whereas if I'm involved in that conversation, then it's okay because I'm just recording our conversation of the three of us, right? Also, it, it, we're saying if me and Todd are talking, you you record it. Yeah. That, uh, and, you're ju- and if you're just a civilian, is that fine? No, that isn't fine. That's interception of private communications. But if I was a police officer uh, recording your conversation from a distance or anything else, that again comes into, uh, you need uh, um, uh, what do you call legal authority to do so. You have to go by way of a a warrant to intercept communications. uh, So with that scenario of you being a civilian and we're sitting at a coffee shop. Yeah. Or we're on a city park bench. Yeah. We're in public. Is there mm-hmm. expectation of privacy still? That's a good point. 
depends on uh, the situation. Again, if it's you and I sitting at a Tim Hortons and somebody else overhears the communications, say you say to me, I'm going to kill so-and-so, right? And somebody yep. else overhears that and then reports it to the police. That's quite okay. That's not, that again, public, just like you said, a, 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 an expectation of privacy in that. But we're talking more things like um, communications, telephones, uh, text messages, emails, things yeah. of that nature, uh, interception of those kind of uh, communications. But it, again, you're right about the, the part about uh, expectation of uh, privacy in, in public places. You're, you're, it's a freebie, you know? Right. Okay. Fair enough. That's good to know. Yeah. And that's why uh, if yeah. you're talking to, you know, it, it's good to also, like, if you're involved in a, a you can do the friend, the warm, fuzzy and friendly way with a police officer if you, you're interacting with them. But if, when it comes down to it, uh, you could say, hey, are you conducting an investigation? And as soon as they say yes, then you say, okay, well, read me my uh, constitutional uh, rights, you know. Uh, do, I, do you wish to say anything in answer to the charge? You're not obliged to say anything unless you wish to do so. But whatever you do say may be taken down in evidence against you. Do you understand? And as soon as they say, yeah, I understand. I'm not saying anything now. Thanks. And that you defeats that, that whole argument of that met, uh, the health thing saying that you have to answer all the questions, right? You bring up a good point is, you know, we're inundated with American TV. Yeah where they have the Miranda rights. Right? That's right. What is a, what, how, what's the arrest procedure in, in, is it different in every province or is it the same? Oh, it's, it's standard. It's pretty well standard across Canada. Uh, the arrest procedure is you gotta, you, you have to identify yourself as a police officer. You have to, uh, you can announce to them that they're under arrest and you can take physical control of them. And that could be by method of touching them or, or doing something like that, touching their elbow. And, and then the person acquiesces that the, they understand they're under arrest. Um, they have to um, read them the, the charter, 10A and 10B of the charter. You know, that's where it comes down to. Um, they have the right to you know, consult with a lawyer and all that kind of stuff. And also the primary caution is not necessary, but... If you don't say the primary caution, you basically eliminate any statements made by the, the, the person um, for admission into court after you've made that decision to arrest someone. If you haven't made that, uh, uh, if you're just doing an inquiry, for example, uh, there's no necessity for you to give somebody their rights to counsel. But if you're just if you've already decided that this person's a suspect <clears throat> or you're conducting an investigation uh, that they've committed an offense, uh, you're supposed to give them the primary caution. Yeah, okay. I'm just looking at it right now. It's pretty straightforward, eh? Is that yep. you have to be informed promptly of the reason? Yep, why you're arrested and that you have the right to retain and instruct counsel. Yeah. And then provide you with a 1-800 number, uh, which will put you in, in contact with a legal aid representative immediately, da, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty straightforward. And, and what I've noticed, even that's all seems gone by its wayside. Uh, 
with a lot of, I don't know if, did you see uh, in New Brunswick, um, Rebel News posted a video of this lady. She's walking her 78 year old mother who's on a walker and helping her go in to do some shopping at the local, local grocery store. And the lady wasn't wearing a mask and she had a, a medical exemption. All right. She goes in and the, the staff say, you can't come in here unless you wear a mask. So she announces, she says, well, I, I, I understand that, but I have a medical exemption. And they said, well, we don't care. You have a medical exemption. You're not coming in without a mask. So she says, well, can you get your manager so I can speak to them and, and discuss it with them? So the lady says, okay, I'm going to get the manager. But instead of getting the manager, she called the local police, which is in a place called Woodstock, New Brunswick. It's a 14-man uh, police service there. And these two uh, uh, Dudley Do-Rights show up. And they said, well, you can't come in here unless you have a mask. And the lady says, well, I, I explained to you I have an, an exemption. So the officer says, well, what's your exemption? She said, and so she replied that she's not obligated to release her medical information to him. Sure. And that the act says that all, all she has to tell you is that you have an, she has an exemption. And the officer says, well, that's not good enough. You're not allowed in here. You're trespassing and you have to leave. So she goes, okay, I'll, I'll leave. No problem. So she goes to walk out and as she gets out of the, the store the two officers grab her by the arms and say, uh, basically, because they asked her for her identification at that point. And she goes, well, I haven't committed an offense so far because I told you on an exemption. So you have no authority to ask me for any kind of uh, ID. And she walked out of the store. So they grabbed her, forced her to the ground, handcuffed her, and arrested her and charged her with uh, obstruct justice. Wow. So she just got a payday there, didn't she? I, I can't wait for uh, to see that. That's a that's that's the best blank check I've seen written in a long time. First one blank check uh, going against the store for violating uh, the New Brunswick Human Rights Act, which I took me about two seconds to look up, and it says you can't discriminate against somebody for medical conditions. So they're kicking her out of the store because she has a medical condition, right? A medical disability. The second part is she was right. They she hadn't at that point committed an offense under their own medical act, their uh, emergency act, because she had legally announced that she had an exemption. They just didn't accept it. Yeah. So Talk about shitty policing. Too. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, it's the, that's why I call them Dudley Do Rights because they're a fourteen-man little police service. And if you go to their website, uh, it looks like it was put together by the, the chief's 12-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> and half of, the, half of the links on it don't work, which is kind of funny. So I can see okay. uh, I, I, I made sure that I, I copied and pasted all the violations of the human rights, the New Brunswick Human Rights Act, and then posted on the, on the, the YouTube videos uh, remarks there. Just, oh, yeah, good for you. Just so that she what knows. What about the what about the thing that you hear a lot of people around here using, where it's like, well, your human rights, like Doug Ford said, your your human rights really don't exist right now because OSHA 
on Ontario, what safety, health and, health and safety. Yeah. Health and safety. Your constitution, human rights supersede that. No, human rights and constitution supersedes everything. Unless you're, uh, unless it, you're going to commit a, a direct, uh, it has to be an imminent danger. And they, they can't, they can't prove imminent danger from under OSHA, right? Uh, for the, the Wu flu. There's no image. With a 99.8% survival rate. That's right. They can't prove it. So that OSHA crap doesn't doesn't hold doesn't hold water. So you got the Human Rights Act, which uh, is a mirror, uh, basically the same like in New Brunswick. You can't discriminate against somebody because of a medical condition they have. So if you're rejected from entering a, a, a store or a building and stuff like that because you don't have a mask and you've declared that you have a, a, an exemption. They just breached the Human Rights Act, for one. And the nice thing about that is the Human Rights Act, um, you can make an application and make a complaint through the Human Rights Act, or you can just go strictly civilly in through the civil courts. Hmm. I call it the blank, the blank check courts, basically. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially now, the, the, the filing a complaint with the Human Rights Board is a provincial organization. Who's who are they going to be covering? The provincial organizations, right? Right. <laughs> they're they're going to be trying to downplay everything because oh, you know, it's the flu. You know, it's the woo flu. You got to worry about it. But uh, the civil courts will be strictly looked by the legislation and, and be guided by that. So that's where you know these people have literally they're writing them blank checks. What's interesting really? too is like, uh, you know, we all know that federally, the prime minister and the, the parliament can invoke the emergency act. Um, can a provincial, I don't know, can a provincial parliament do the same? Well, the, 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 each province has its own emergency act. Yeah. And uh, Doug Ford enacted the emergency act uh, initially. And then um, what happened was even the Emergency Act under, I think it's Section 2 of the Ontario Emergency Act says it's, it's nothing in the Act can supersede your rights under the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, mm-hmm. okay, for one. And then secondly, in the Emergency Act, um, there was a, a court challenge that this isn't uh, a real emergency. So what happened was uh, Doug Ford withdrew the Emergency Act uh, declaration and they passed the Reopen Ontario Act uh-huh. in its re- replacement so that they wouldn't have to rely on the, the Emergency Act, which would be which this uh, court challenge would have defeated very uh, offhandedly. And it bought them some time and it, it allowed them this uh, reopening Ontario Act to, to take its place. But even that is now under several court challenges, as, or I say several, could be several hundred court challenges at this stage under the constitutionality of it. Isn't it funny how we, we take a look at all these laws, rules, and these uh, amendments and acts come about? The, the reopening Ontario Act is all about closing Ontario. Yeah. It's just like the, the way the Nazis, uh, you know. We talked last, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Or in 1984, the Ministry of Truth, the Ministry yep. of Peace, the Ministry of Plenty, and the Ministry yep. of Love. Yeah, exactly. 
I, I, I would put it to you guys. Do you actually see this shit ending this year? No. Hmm. No. No. They went down the road too far, and they've still got some policies they need to enact. I think they're using the inflation to try. This is where I see the crystal ball. I think they're using inflation on lumber, on gas, on housing, and everything else. And they're going to be raising interest rates. They're going to do it to bust personal ownership of property and housing. Yeah. And they're going to take it over Crown Corporation. I believe within the next three to five years, no one will own their own house. Will be renting from the state, your own house. Yeah, you know, they'll give you the opportunity to rent your house from you. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. You know, yeah, you take the, a look at all this, stuff, and it's going to come either through inflation and people's exploding debt load, and the government will clean the books, clean the slate, and say all your debt is erased, but you got to give up all of your equity. Yep. Whatever equity you have, you got to give up because the debt load in Canada per citizen is more than the equity in which they have. So every, mostly everybody's going to be like, yeah, that's a good fair trade. But at that point, you give up your sovereignty, you give up your freedoms and rights, and then you become a tenant instead of an owner. And then I think they're going to be also using that to parlay that into this universal basic income where you're totally dependent on the state. And you, you can only make enough money to sustain not to thrive. That's where I see it. So they still have so some. Are you, are you saying that uh, world travel is going to decrease radically? I think what you're going to do. We're not going to be vacationing in, in the islands uh, all the time now. I think what you're going to be doing is I think you're going to be taking a look at increasing control. Like when they take something away from you, you'll never be able to walk through with your no. shoes on ever again. Yeah. Once um, they take it, it's gone. Uh, once they take a, 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 a authority from you or an act from you or, or uh, a right from you, it's gone. And you, and, and like Todd says, sometimes only blood can bring it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's um, there, there's nobody who has the political capital to uh, bring this back because, you know, it'd be like, um, Churchill standing in front of Parliament, all I can offer is blood, toil, and tears. Right? Yeah. And nobody, this gen, this generation, in this society won't uh, accept that. They no. believe in the as um, the big new Brzezinski called the West the permissive cornucopia, where it's just hey, whatever you want, man. It's gonna be well, a real shock. Let me throw it out to you guys right now. I'm Justin Trudeau. I'm going to lift all mask mandates. It's now illegal to mandate masks. How many people, what percent of the population do you think will still be wearing a mask and for how long? Quite a few. Say 60%. 60% for at least six months. Yep. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. We're starting to see the vaccine shaming too. Well, now they've gone away with the primary colors and the, 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 the grade colors, and they're going into the three-step stage now of percentage-based uh, vaccinations, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you see? He, you're right. That's a good point. Uh, now it's the carrot and stick, right? Get your That's vaccine. That's right. And if you don't get your vaccine, you're the reason why we're fucking closed. That's right. Because it's all you your do. fault. And that's everybody yeah. get mad at you now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And and now we're we're going back into segregation again because I'm I'm looking online. I've seen in the states, and there's certain to like this section is vaccinated. This is unvaccinated. You're going into ball stadiums, and this side of the stadium is for vaccination. The other side is non-vaccinated, and they still got to stay six feet apart and everything. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's almost like what is the difference between going to the different uh, races and just saying, come in the back door and these other people are going to come in through the front door. That's right. There's no difference. Color, creed, and everything else. You know, I guess they left off when they did all of the, the, the rights and freedoms. They put they, they forgot about medical. No, they did. When you said uh, creed, right? Remember, really? you know what creed means? You just don't believe no. it, man. I, you don't need that's what creed is i just don't agree with that kind of policy you know it's like it's my own belief system says no that's not what i'm going to do right yeah yeah are you seeing these people that are getting vaccinated and they're starting to put magnets on their arms and uh <laughs> they're saying it's nanotechnology and saying it's changing the magnetic field of the body and their, their eyes are starting to the pupils are starting to look like stars right <laughs> <laughs> and 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 some people are saying that you can set off a stud finder. Yeah, you can set off a stud finder. Start rolling always, along the way. You've had that for problem for reason, years. I always, yeah, I always set the stud finder. Yeah, you've off. had that I problem that for years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, honey, there's a stud. There it is. <laughs> I, I thought it, they they always explode when they you kind of walk by though. They don't. They, aren't you per, yeah. per, 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 prevented in, from even walking down that aisle in uh, Home Depot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I uh, I really am fed up with this. <laughs> I know I I probably expressed that. Yeah. I just see this as a spiral, and you take you take a look. They're handing out. They're they're having the pedophile uh, cube van. At Nathan Phillips Square, handing out ice cream if you go get a vaccination if you're a 12 year old. Really? That's bad. did you see that? They're That's... handing out and, and, and all of it was free free ice cream with valid proof of vaccination for 12 Well, years. I know down in the States they just offered people uh, a 20 day reduction on their their prison sentence <laughs> if they get vaccinated. <laughs> like here's in one question of the states. Ask. They, they did that here's a, for the people here's a that question have you got huh? I'm going to hold out for something better. Yeah. <laughs> 20 days well, off you, your sentence if you uh, take your vaccination. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of these states entering you into a private lottery to win a million dollars. Yeah. Or, um, or you have or a in and out or, burger or something like with fries and a burger. It, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. If this was so good. Free magnets. <laughs> they, they wouldn't have the bag <laughs> yeah the promo code code george floyd and you get free food free stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's uh it, it's the george it, floyd it, it, bobblehead yeah <laughs> it, it's absolutely amazing that they have to give you bribes to one year drug free thing that's free yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's amazing. Bobblehead, <laughs> 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 and 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 when his head goes down, he gasps for breath, right? 
<laughs> oh, that's a little bit too early, I think. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking about getting one of those medical masks and saying I can't breathe, George Floyd. Yeah. 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 But oh, yeah. that's bad. But but I, I really do think promote the vaccine. I do think that though that the government has successfully probably achieved probably about 40% of their agenda. And they've installed enough fear, like Pavlov's dog, they hear the bell ring and they start salivating. The government, I think, doesn't have to do anything else. If they were to stop all of their propaganda right now and um, not push the Bill C-10 of uh, stymieing free thought and free speech, yeah, Canadians would still be compliant and complicit and still follow the rules. Uh, of of what's is socially acceptable and just social um like signaling signaling um virtue signaling uh, yeah virtue signaling exactly yeah i don't know i, don't, I think we've yeah. gone there I, I think if they do it for another half year to a year i think we're there for the next year or two after that yeah and that's that's a great point where we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's uh um podcast that's a lot of great information you guys rock tonight i tell you it was a good good fun time uh yeah you know we we covered a lot of stuff and and we really know that uh we're really fucked basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah but hey what the hell um thank you for listening to (laughs) week and podcast uh next week we're going to give lessons on suicide Oh, that's that's a wrap, guys. That's good. All right. (laughs) Uh, Too funny. Yeah. Appreciate this. This Yeah. Good. Good. Good good to have another chat. We're like a month out. We had a month between uh, podcasts. That's not good. We'll we'll get this one out as fast as possible. Yeah, it's therapy. Yeah, it is. That's enjoyable. I. I enjoy the conversation for sure. And yeah, uh, so, guys. Paul, I'll see you in the morning, buddy. See you in the morning for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you back open, eh? I back open. It's uh, going full tilt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a rough couple of weeks, but yeah. we're there. Yeah. Good. Uh, unplanned holiday, eh? Kind yeah. of unplanned. Yeah. yeah. Worked out to be the two best weeks off, though. Well, oh, that's good. Yeah, well, it has been nice, so... Very nice. Also, dark. Hey, there's a nice rainbow going landing right over your house right now, uh, Paul. I'm just looking out the window. Because he's. Let me take a look at it. He's uh, alternative lifestyle friendly. Who's? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> it's seven band and not six bands. Eh? Yeah, it's. Let's see, I see the purple, the blue, the yellow, the, the red. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good one too. Holy smokes. Uh, from here it's it looks really nasty dark over your way yeah yeah Yeah. we just got we just got rained on hard yeah it's nice and sunny over here so it's kind of funny you prompt me craig i'm gonna do my 23 and me tonight already yeah i just have to order it i guess eh yeah i'm gonna do it right now already what do you expect (laughs) or you know you ever see uh louder of crowder yep yeah steven yeah, and they got the quarter black Harry or Tom or whatever his name is. Yeah. Well, Todd's uh, kind of thinking in that direction, I think. Really, eh? Well, yeah, that, well, 
Well, uh, you, we saw a video one. on Solist. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Sicilian. Uh, true romance. True yeah. romance. Okay. And so you thinking you got some African blood? Uh, evidently. They're saying that uh, Sicily used to be all blonde hair, blue eyes until the Moors invaded and, and took over the Sicily for like about three, four hundred years. And now right. all the uh, the Sicilians are uh, have a mixture of Moor blood and, and Italian. Oh, boy. And, and according to Dennis Hopper, I'm part eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, it's health and ancestry. It's $249. Are you serious? Yeah. What happened to that $49 special they did? Mm, inflation. I guess. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe they got Herman a new lumber when they uh they do oh, the they, test. Ancestry and ancestry and traits is only $129. Oh, okay. I'll I'll manage that for the sake of our podcast. There you go. That's great. Because then you'll have minority representation. That's right. I thought we already did. Well, that's mentally handicapped. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do we, uh, do we, what's that guy the, from that, what's that, the horror movie or what they call it? Or the spoof on horror movies? Um, the Deputy movie. Dewey? No. No. Oh, okay. Like that, you know that one uh, horror movie where the guy says, she's talking to the phone and the guy says, I'm in the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? He's got that funny mask on. Yeah, yeah. That's well, they made a spoof movie. of that. And, and they had this guy, this really simple guy, Deputy Dewey, running around. And he was like a total retard, basically. And... Uh, <laughs> It's hilarious. You tried to find another word, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, couldn't. Could. I couldn't think of it. No. <laughs> they're, taking <laughs> they're taking our words away. <laughs> I, yeah. Hey, 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 Paul. Uh, do a yeah. do a, a search on YouTube for the retarded policeman. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Jeez, is it going to come up in endless endless searches? No, no. It's a. Uh, it's good. Let's see, Craig. Yeah. Did you find it? Got oh, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and watch his videos. They're hilarious. The guys. Okay, will do. You, you want to get some funny videos. They're hilarious. Racial profiling. Have you guys seen the Chris Rock video about what not to do and how to get shot yeah. by cops? Yeah. How not to get oh, shot yeah. by cops? Yeah. That's just hilarious. <laughs> Love it. So true. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen. I'm going to let you go. Thank well, yeah, you for listening yeah. to Beacon Podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to give lessons on suicide. You have been listening to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at codegeco.ca or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.